Hola. Hi. Bienvenidas a Super Mamas. Super Mamas. This is Paulina. And this is Bricia. We're moms and sisters. I have two beautiful girls. Krista, who's four, and Sabina, who's one. And I have a handsome baby boy, Eduardo Santiago. And we welcome you to the Super Mama Sisterhood. We're here to help one another, inspire one another, and support each other through the ups and downs of motherhood. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Okay. ¿Listas? Here we go. Hola, Super Mamas. This week on the show, we have Erika Orozco from Homeschool Garden joining us again to talk about rye. I called her in because I was struggling with my children and their discipline, so the baby whisperer came to my rescue. I asked her a bunch of questions, and I'm sure a lot of you relate, so I hope you guys enjoy the show. You think I have a sexy voice today? You do. You have my a horse sexy voice. <laughs> Your horse sexy. Horse? Horse. Not horse. Horse. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now it's my turn to be sick. Now you, I mean, you haven't been sick in such a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been, you know, this weekend I did really well. Mom nice. came through with the Mexican medicine. My husband was so sweet, so nice. Let me rest. Mid tea. Hmm. Did I think, you sleep? Yeah, I slept. I slept. That's it the took, best. Yeah, medicine. I took a long nap on Saturday. I went to sleep early both Saturday and Sunday. So you yeah. still have that graspy, sexy voice. Yeah. So <laughs> forgive me if I sniff, <laughs> sniff here and there. How are you, sister? I'm good. Um, my well, before we get into into your weekend, because I really want to hear about that, I just want to say thank you, everyone who came out to the vision board party. Oh my god, that was amazing! What an incredible night! Incredible. Thank you, Munchkin, for hosting. Mm-hmm. You guys, Munchkin was so sweet. I I can't even. This holiday season, I'm buying only Munchkin products for my girlfriends. <laughs> and and that place is like dreamy. No, it's Perfect. incredible. It was such Perfect. an incredible, beautiful night. We all did our vision yeah. boards. We ate. The food was so Dude, freaking good. Those buñuelos. Oh, the food. That ponche. That, mm. that, that pozole. Everything. Sopes. I mean, everything was inc- uh, it was so good. The yeah. food, the ambience, the girls who came by. It was so fast for me. The I photo just booth was so fun. You guys can find all the pictures on our Facebook page already. Yeah. We posted some of them. Um, thank you, Lily, also for capturing the beautiful moments. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you, Jennifer, for really like being such like the best team we could ask for. Mom. Everything was absolutely beautiful. Our mother really just went above and beyond. Shout out to our girl, Irene Castañeda from Paper Flowers by Irene. You guys on should Instagram. check her on Instagram. She came through with her paper flowers. They were so beautiful for a backdrop. Yeah, and then my mom put them up. So, so, so beautiful. So thank Everything you, everyone. I can't wait for next year. It, it was really, truly yeah. magical. I It was incredible. I incredible. felt like I was telling the girls that when I was like, I just feel like this is like a girlfriend party. Like we're all just like, hey, what's up, girl? Like it was just, it felt so intimate. Like so like, like it was like a girlfriend's hanging right. out. It was really, really fun. <laughs> Music. It was just like so cool. Yeah. I wish we could make it bigger. I feel like if we make it bigger, we lose that. Mm-hmm. As in, so... Next year, get your tickets early, girls. Get your tickets early. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thank you. Thank, thank you so you much everybody. for everyone who came by. It was by. great. Moving on, Paulina, how was your weekend? It was great. <laughs> Everything's great. Awesome. I actually attended my first ride class with my children. I am so proud yesterday. of Yesterday. Well, you know, because I've been struggling a lot with them, like with their interaction and just discipline-wise with both of them. So um, I went to... Your baby whisperer, the baby whisperer. <laughs> and um, it was really good. You know, it was, it was, there was no conflict. Really? It was like, Krisa had conflicts with the other, there were another little, a pair of siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a girl and a boy. And it was like, the girl was six and the boy was three. So mm-hmm. it was like kind of the same thing as my kids. Right, right, right. Uh, so right away, Krisa headed off with the girl and they were playing. And I just, 
I didn't know it. I've never been to one. So I thought it was going to be like a class, you know, like, hi, you know, you should do this and you should do that. But pretty much they just play and we just watch. Um, oh, you! Oh, it's like a rye rye class. Yeah, okay. like a rye rye class. So we were, I was just like, every, I didn't know if I should speak. Like, you know, because it was quiet. Like they were playing and we were like quiet. Uninterrupted play. Yeah. And I was and like, BTW, mm. you guys, we have Erica Orozco on the show today. Yes. So all this little, all these little like things we're talking about, you guys will hear on the interview <laughs> coming up. Yeah. So I went and um, I, I saw how she resolved a lot of the issues. Um, and it was really interesting. It was really interesting to see them and to see their response to Erica. Because, you know, I always feel like, ah, oh, no, my daughter will never pay attention to me that way or something. But just to see the way they were reacting. Uh-huh. Um, to, and her same, and to her voice and her tone. And, her, and, her and, her and I saw how using. they ate their snacks and they served their water. And it felt like almost like play. Like they were playing to, they were playing comidita. Uh-huh, right? That's how my son <laughs> is. It's so cute. I saw it and I was like, oh, how cute. And like how they followed all her directions and they did everything then tell me she's a baby whisperer i'm telling you i was like what the hell (laughs) but like there were some points where she was like oh you know don't tell him like just just leave him and i was like inside of me like like what instances like for example like they were they were like kind of fighting over the the swing Uh uh-huh um and Sabina wanted to get in the swing and i told her once that i if she wanted to she could do it but i wasn't gonna help her so then she was like, I want it. She just kept playing that. She was like, just, you know, just don't pay attention to her. Just, you know, you already told her once what to do. And then inside of me, I felt like, okay, I'm coming. Okay, fine. You know, I'm coming. Uh-huh. But then I was like trying to hold on to Erica so I wouldn't turn around and go. <laughs> and interrupt. <laughs> and interrupt. And, um, and then I saw how Krista and the other kid were fighting over a toy. And you she, mean Sabina? No, the oh, other, Krista. the other, yeah, Krista and the other kid, the other little kid that were fighting over this toy, and she like how she solved it, and I thought it was very interesting the way. Do you want to describe how she solved it? She actually just said like, "Well, he had it first, so you know when he puts it down, when if he put it sit down, then you can grab it." And she asked the the boy, "Were you done with it?" And he was like, "No." So she's like, "No, he's not done with it." So Krista was like, "Okay." And I was like, really? That easy? You know? She moved on. And then when he put it down, she went and got it. And he was like, are you done? And he was like, yeah. So then she picked it up. And I was like, what the? Okay. You know, that, I don't know. It was it was just like so weird because they're always like, no, nah, mine, mine, mine. I want it. And then I saw the way she talked to them like very adult-like. Very wry. Very wry. And I was like, very. I was just surprised. Cause, and there were some points where I didn't know if I was right or wrong. It was more about like me because mm-hmm. the other parents are completely wry. So they were very centered and, you know, calm and speaking to them in this, you know, very wry way. It can be intimidated when you first go to your wry class and you're not right because you're like, uh, it's, you like, you get very <laughs> like self-conscious. Oh, super. Like, like, am I supposed to do this? Am I not supposed to am do I that? Am I supposed to bring my coffee? I was <laughs> like, should I bring coffee? Should I not bring coffee? Everything. I didn't know if I should talk. I I don't know if I should have ta- be talking to my kids. Should I not talk to my kids? You know, and you know, at the beginning, Sabina was on top of me like always. Um, but then eventually, she walked away towards the end, and that was too late because we had to leave. And so she was upset that we had to leave. But it was very interesting, and I'm gonna. I'm, I told her that I was gonna do the the sibling one uh, on Sundays because. I kept going the whole day, kind of like modeling what she was doing. And it went pretty well. They didn't really fight, you know, at at home. And I thought, I think that um, it's going to be really helpful. I'm bringing you into my right cult. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a cult. I'm kidding. Yeah, but it was really, it was really, it was really calming also for me, Mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like always as parents, when there's like, when you have two kids fighting, it's very stressful as a parent. You know, you get you get sucked in the tra- stress. But yesterday when they were playing and it was like so relaxed, I felt relaxed. So the whole day I was relaxed with them. And I thought that was the best part of the whole thing, that it was very relaxing. And they were playing and they had a lot of fun, but it was relaxing for the three of us. 
Um, so it was great. And I got to see Eduardo's little school mm-hmm. and it was so cute and how like how they all sit down and they have like a ritual before eating and before picking up and everything. And I was like, oh, I Transitions. Yeah, but you know how like they, they're grateful for their food and they, they say, oh, my friends, my soul, the world, the peace, the earth, all of that stuff. I was like, it was like, you know, very hippie. Crunchy granola. <laughs> Crunchy granola, <laughs> hipster kind of thing, you know. It's not a hipster, it's just, you know. Very know. centered. Yeah. Very mindful. Very which mindful. Which is, I think it's great. Mindful you know, parenting. Mindful, mindful. So I was like, this is, this is fun. So we're going to continue doing it. It was great. And then you see my baby at home. He's a little wild. <laughs> he gets to class. He's all centered. I would love to see him in that environment. Right? Yeah. He's like a little man. You know, because they, they pick up their plates mm-hmm. and they, they put wash. it away. And then, you know, then they go and then they're so, you know. They wash your dishes. They wash your dishes. <laughs> and I saw the little garden, the chickens and all of that. And it was really cute. And Krista loved it. Erica's actually here with us today. We should hear this today, but we recorded an interview with her last week where we're going to be sh- sharing with you guys. And she's going to be talking about discipline and a mm-hmm. little bit about Rye. And so it doesn't sound like we're just speaking like a foreign language to you guys. So enjoy the interview with Eddie Carrasco. back we're back we're back with a very uh, exciting and um important uh episode for you guys today for me more than you just gra- you walked into this room you didn't even say goodbye to erica you just started like throwing up all your problems at her i was like how do i tell me come move in with me please I raise le- my child i legitly want her to move in with me <laughs> <laughs> and my husband does too believe me not, not only me my welcome back too. erica thank you thank erica. you happy to be here i always call you my baby whisper on uh-huh. the air hashtag baby whisper <laughs> so for all you moms out there we have erica rosco owner and founder of homeschool garden where my child goes and she is the amazing incredible woman that i always speak about who helps me with all things baby yeah <laughs> You're here today, Erica. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Before we get started, can you speak a little bit about the Rye philosophy for those of you who've never heard the Rye episode we had with you? Yes. Awesome. I actually was contacted by one of your listeners um, oh, wow. via email. She just found your podcast and was doing like listening to all of them and heard about the podcast we did together last time. And she contacted me. She's from the Bay Area um, oh. via email and was saying... The same thing. I have multi-age kids. How does discipline look like for this different yeah, ages? Yeah, this is very, this is very um, and she, hot topic. She said she was listening um, while she was driving, and she said, what is this rye thing? What are they t- calling, you know, what are they talking about? Rye, <laughs> rye, what does that mean? Is that like a real word? <laughs> so rye is actually an acronym, um, R-I-E, um, for Resources for Infant Educators. And um, rye is a nonprofit organization that got started Um, with Magda Gerber uh, here in Los Angeles, actually in Palo Alto first, because that's where her son was living at the time. And then in, (laughs) and then in um, brought to Los Angeles, um, because that's, here's where she resided. And um, in the Mm seventies, and um, she focused on the zero to two ages, but I have Rye colleagues that uh, use Rye with their staff. When <laughs> so Rye is really ageless, and you can start at any point. Um, it's based on respect, and has seven principles: um, basic trust in the child to be an initiator, an explorer, and a self learner. An environment for the child that is physically safe, cognitively challenging, and emotionally nurturing. Time for uninterrupted play, where the children are playing on their own without intervention, freedom to explore and interact with other infants, involvement of the child in all care activities uh, so that they allow the child to become an active participant rather than a passive participant. I like to um, tell parents, it's like when 
us ladies go to the OBGYN for our annual exam. And uh, we have our legs up in the stirrup. Oh, God. And we want to check out because it's not an ideal situation for us. And so for me, it would be like, so how are the Dodgers? <laughs> and I'll literally, literally be checking out of my body in the conversation. But it doesn't allow me to be an active participant. Right. Um, and so an active participant is them participating um, in the activity with you. Just like we do many diaper changes that mm-hmm. they can either passively be or be an active participant in that process. Um, two more principles, sensitive observation of the child in order to understand his or her needs, which I want to say is key and what's different about Rye than any other philosophy that's out there, and consistency, clearly define limits and expectations to develop discipline, which we're going to be talking about today. Um, <laughs> and I'll just say it again, consistency, consistency. is what makes up mm-hmm. discipline for um, people using the Rye philosophy. Well, I have, gosh, we have so many different, like, individual, I would say, like, moments that we would talk about. Like, what do I do if this happens? (laughs) What do we do if that happens? But I think, especially during this time of year, the holidays, you know, we kind of, it's easy for us to check out of routines Mm -hmm. and discipline, you know, because it's like, oh, but it's the holidays, you know. But I love what you're talking about consistency, because even at times where it's all about, you know, just sort of like free and open we should stay consistent with certain boundaries yes so could you tell us just how to raise better children (laughs) (laughs) oh sure (laughs) let me take off my my scarf as i (laughs) so paulina let's start with you let's start with me (laughs) well no as i was telling you before i you know I'm, i'm having a very difficult time right now with my youngest with sabina she's two and um she's She's gone wild. <laughs> no, uh, you know, she's just, it's something very new for me because Krista was always very, um, uh, was very different. Um, I never had to do any sort of discipline with her, like very, like extreme discipline because she was always, you know, like normal, I guess. I mean, not, not that something is not normal, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue ever. I did read before, like, oh, is your child biting? Is your child scratching? And I was like, oh, my God, why would those kids do that, you know? But now with Sabina, she constantly bites. She constantly scratches. She constantly slaps. Like, she, she, that's her first reaction to everything. It's, it's hitting. And I don't, we don't, I don't do that at the house, you know? I don't slap my husband around, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know where she sees that. I don't know where she's picking that up. Um, she bites my daughter, my oldest daughter, a lot. She o- always makes her cry. She's always like, she jumps on her, and she's very physical. And even with me, like sometimes she's she just like slaps me, or I've noticed that she's like biting. Like sometimes she just grabs my hand and just bites it, and I don't really know how to react to that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, um, and you know, there the age difference also. I feel like sometimes. I have to tell Krista, like, you need to defend yourself, you know? But I don't even know what's the right approach there, too. Like, am I supposed to tell my oldest daughter, like, defend yourself from her? Or because she doesn't, because she sees that she's a baby, or she's like, Mom, you know, she's always, Mom, Sabina's doing this, Sabina's doing that. And I don't really know what to tell her on how to react to her sister. That's Mm -hmm. another issue that I have, too, like... Should I let her to go at it? You know, should I let him go at it? Should I not? You know, I don't know what to do. Yes. Tell me what to do. <laughs> Help. Help. And there's so much there. I there mean, is so much. There's I know. so much there. Um, difference of ages and development. So they have different understandings, um, you know, uh, different temperaments, mm-hmm. you know, how they come to issues, you know, and how they deal with them. Um, the asking of help, you know, mom, mom, you know, um, so lots of play in there. Um, and I just want to, you know, just we know adults in our world that their first reaction is like, like, a, it feels like a physical bite because they're snapping back at like whatever you bring to the table. So if we can keep that picture of that's where she's at rather than, you know, that she's physically biting. Yeah. But just we know people that mm-hmm. their first reaction is defense mode. Mm-hmm. So I would want to look at it as a big picture of, OK, you know, how can I get her to not respond where everything's defense, everything's bad, you know, somebody's reaching for something or I'm picking her up because we got to go or whatever it is. And it's not doesn't have to be that kind of reaction. 
all the time. Um, one of the things that we do with Rye is that we let them know what's going to happen before it happens. Mm-hmm. So um, you're getting ready to leave in the morning. It's time to go. So you would let the girls know that um, I'm going to go put my shoes on and then it's going to be time for us to leave. So it gives them some transition time of, oh, there's mom's walking over by the door. Oh, there she's putting her shoes on. Okay, now it's time to go. Mm-hmm. So I want to help her relax in the environment more so that she's not snapping so hard um, would be one of the things letting her know what's going to happen. Um, so your older daughter is watching you on how to respond. So I want to talk about what you've been doing when these things happen um, so that she can start, like you said, defending herself. Right. Um, so well, the- what I usually do is just be like, I mean, be honest. Be here. like, no, don't hit, you know, don't hit your sister, Sabina, or no, Sabina. Like, it's a constantly no, Sabina, don't Sabina, you know, Sabina, Sabina, like all the time. My husband too, Sabina, what did you do now? You know, Sabina, because we constantly hear Krista crying or yelling like, ah! <laughs> for everything, and I'm also wondering if we're just, you know, enabling that more because Krista sees that our reaction is that. So every little thing is like, ah, you know, making yeah. it a bit because I'm not I try to leave them more now, like be themselves. Mm-hmm. I put an area for themselves and I, you know, I mean, like stay. You guys should do your thing while I cook or something. So I try to stay away. But whenever I hear like, oh, mom, Sabina scratch me, Sabina bit me, Sabina hit me, Sabina slap me, you know, it's like have it's constantly like, Sabina, what did you know? Sabina, you know? Yes. So, so, that's what we do. so yes, we start to typecast them of mm-hmm. bully and victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you hear a cry and you know it's Krista. Yeah. But it would be, I hear someone's crying. Okay. Instead of, what did you do? Okay. Um, to the other. Um, and then you move closer. Uh, so if you're in the kitchen, you go to their environment where they're hanging out. And again, you don't want to typecast, like, what did you do? What happened? So it's, you know, I heard somebody crying. And then obviously the story comes. Chris says, you know, this, this, this happened. Um, Do you usually have a story from your younger one, too? From her? Yes. No, she just just looks at us. She's just watching. She's just watching. She just looks and, you know. With fire in her eyes. With fire. And what happens is, like, Sabina is very... She has a poker face, uh-huh. you know, um, she doesn't really have an emotional face. Like she's not sad or angry. She just looks at it. She just stares. Uh-huh. It's kind of scary sometimes. Well, it, it's also <laughs> just an, an acknowledgement of I have power in the situation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to see how the cards are going to fall now and and just watching and observing. Right. Um, and so, you know, Krista would give you the story. You would then turn to the other. I heard this is what happened. So it's, um, we call it sports casting. So just like you listen to the Laker game. Okay, you know, Kobe has the ball now and he's dribbling it down. And now he passes over to Parker, you know. So that kind of series. So you play it out like that. So I didn't see what happened. This is the story I'm hearing. And so you would say the story, Sabina, this is what I heard. Um, And then she may acknowledge it. She may not. Um, and then it would be, you're going to set your boundary of what you're okay with. So okay. then it would be, um, ouch, you know, that sounds like it hurt. You know, I see your sister's crying. I'm going to touch her gently. And then you would actually touch Krista there gently. Okay. Not and have Sabina touch her. Not, ne- touch not necessarily. Her. Okay. So you would first model the touch and then you would touch your younger daughter too gently. This is how okay. I want you to touch your sister. Okay. So not only is she getting it. You know, where she's hearing you saying it, touch gently, but she's also getting a gentle touch after she's been rough. And you're modeling for her. Yeah, because I... um, Because we we can come into the situation heated, you know, what happened, because you're thinking about, I need to cook dinner, or I was working on something, and then you're coming in heated, you're, you know, sharing your expression heated to the children. That doesn't really help de-escalate everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. It also doesn't help model what you know what is your desire and so the no and the you know you know shouting her name or any of that doesn't really add to the help we get to express ourselves (laughs) which feels really good because we might be pretty frustrated with the situation like 10 times a day I need to do this and if it's consistently happening so for me another consequence would be 
of a natural consequences. You know, you're not safe to be in the same space as your sister. So I'm finishing cooking uh, dinner in the kitchen. You're going to come with me in the kitchen. That's what I did like the, I think last week, because they were fighting when they were eating. So I put one on the one side of the table and the other one on the other side of the table. And then they were like, but why is she so far? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so giving them the language of why that's happening. So I'm done with fighting at the table right now. You're going to sit here. You're going to sit here. I need to know that everybody's safe while we're eating. Just yeah, gives them the language to, oh, why that's happening. Yeah, because I, what I would do is like, I would tell her like, touch Krista gently. But first she would give her a slap and I was like, no, gently, you know, touch her gently. And then she would start like doing her gently. <laughs> but, you know, like now you say like I have to also do that model, setting, that model right? it. That would be that's that's better. Yes. And so what we come in also with is our sense of judgment of like, this is wrong. This is right. You're you know, you're not behaving right. This is you know, this is what I'm going to come and that's not really again of a learning space mm-hmm. you know it's, so it's you know okay this is what happened this is what the boundary is this is what's going to happen next um, gives them actually tools to be able to work with right and again if you're coming in heated you know which we all have our moments me too um, <laughs> one of the things that I would do is just get low because we can't carry as much anger when we're at their eye level. Mm. Right. So um, it's very easy to be angry and like a storming giant. But when you get low, you can't carry all of that in your shoulders. Your jaw loosens up. Everything just kind of relaxes a little bit more when you're lower at their eye level. Oh, oh it's true. Sense. <clears throat> yeah. I should walk very low all the time. <laughs> I should walk on my knees. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. Yeah. I'm going to try that out because we... And, and the thing also at my house particularly is that my husband is very defensive with Krista. Mm-hmm. And I'm very defensive with Sabina. So, you know, sometimes it's like it's them but also a little bit of us just trying to be like, yeah, but she's... A you know, little bit of us. Well, a lot of us, you know, because my husband's like, yeah, but, you know, Sabina did that to Krista. And I'm like, yeah, but like she's a baby. And you know what I mean? So. So I would also want to question why just for you and your husband, um, why is it a trigger when when our younger daughter does this for you? Like, was he an oldest in the family that, you know, he had to take care of everybody and, you know, didn't get, you know, the younger children didn't get disciplined as much Is he feeling like I need to now defend my older daughter? I think so. So. So just find out what the trigger is because that just owning the trigger would be helpful of being less of a trigger for those situations. Mm. Oh, you're digging deep. I know. (laughs) No, but but it's true, you know. It's true. Because, um, like, let's say last night, for example, like, Sabina slapped Krista. We were watching a movie and she slapped her. So then my husband was like, Sabina, I don't want you to, you know, do that. And, like, he was very firm. And I... Like, inside of me, I was like, ooh, you know, holding back, but I just didn't say anything. And then later, I was like, that was good that you did that. You know, you disciplined her. And, and but it really took a lot of me to not say, yeah, but, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's it's something that we have to work on, too, like, between him and I, between them, too. Yeah, and even sharing with him, hey, this is a trigger for me when you go at her uh, and you're defending Krista, this is what comes up for me. You know, yeah. I'm feeling like I have to defend our daughter and you're her father. I don't want to have to feel that way. Right. That's true. Okay. Well, let's take a break right now after your therapy session. <laughs> I feel like we were listening in like just like on like a therapy session here with, with Erica. She says, oh, should I go? I'm like, <laughs> um, let's take a break. When we come back. I want to talk about the developing discipline workshop that you hosted and all the points you hit that I think are very important for the moms to, to learn. I to- totally took over. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> No, we enjoyed it. <laughs> Can you share Erica with the world now? Uh, is fine, it okay? Fine. You guys can is have it her okay? <laughs> Sharing is caring. Is it okay if she shares with us her observations on discipline? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Erica, the floor is yours. 
Thank you. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the discipline workshop that I hosted, Developing Discipline, the beginning of November. And it was a great turnout because it's a Mm -hmm. very hot topic in (laughs) parenting. And what I talked about is, you know, I come from the generation where parents were bullies and they said what had to happen and you weren't really allowed to have any emotion about it um, or say in it or anything of that sort. (laughs) Yeah. Don't show your emotion for sure. Um, And I think for, for now the time the parents are so conscious and aware of their feelings and aware of the children's feelings. But now I'm seeing on the flip side of that, our children bullying their parents. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with simple things like it's time to get a jacket on and, mm-hmm. you know, they're wrestling, throwing down until the parent says, OK, never mind. You don't need a jacket after all. It's true. You're like, fine, you don't have to wear that jacket. Let's go. <laughs> and I see a lot of families that are in that situation and going, oh, I don't, this is not a discipline issue. This isn't, you know, I don't need to deal with that until, you know, they get into some trouble and then I need to start disciplining them. Discipline starts from the get-go. Discipline is really consistency and um, having a consistent routine with the children, whether it's consistent routine, you know, your bedtime routine, whether it's your eating routine, whether it's your changing diaper routine. So what I'm saying is their life is consistency. In order to know their world, they love to replay, 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 replay. So then they can own it for themselves. Is that why they watch the same movie over and over again? Well, we don't watch movies. They, that's why. So no, no, no. That's why they bring you the same book, Good Night Moon, for the twentieth time. Are you serious? Because they like to have predictability and know what's coming. I mean, come on. You know, when if we were to go to a new job you know, and it was different every day, you wouldn't know what to expect. Right. Yet here we are expecting them to be, you know, acting like civilized human beings <laughs> <laughs> when we have no consistency. We get tired of the same book. <laughs> we actually had a family at the workshop that has a six-month-old that showed up to the discipline workshop. And, oh, wow. um, and that's because they heard horror stories of their friends going to out to a restaurant with their, you know, mm-hmm. um, two young children and the young three-year-old climbing on top of a table at a restaurant flipping the table over and then running out towards the street oh my god (laughs) and 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 they're like is this normal does this happen erica i'm like no it has nothing to do with you know as normal development (laughs) hell no so um you know and you know and they shared a different story of an you know an older child that was climbing on their couches at their home And the dad was trying to encourage the child to climb off. And the child said, no, mama's the boss. You're not the boss. Oh, damn. And and they were like, is this normal? And I said, no, come to the workshop. It's not. You know, it's about, you know, setting some clear boundaries early on so that that stuff doesn't happen. So that doesn't have to be your reality for sure. And so they showed up at the discipline workshop. And um, and they were able to to listen and and take in a lot, and they were just really wowed about the possibility. They're like, "Dang, <laughs> we yep. should have waited." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they were ex- so happy to be there because they were thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is a normal boy right. thing," mm-hmm. um, and it's not. It doesn't have to be. So what we started with at the workshop was sensitive observation. Um, and like I said earlier, when I was talking about Rye and um, observation really sets it apart from everything. So if you grew up here going to school in the States and you were taking a science class, um, you would learn that when during an experiment, you had to come up with a hypothesis and then you did the experiment. And then at the end of it, you had to see whether you were right or wrong mm-hmm. about the hypothesis. So that's not sensitive observation. Because you're having to come up with something and then whether, you know, are you right or are you wrong? So observation is just seeing things how they are, not bringing in your emotion with it. What do you see? And it could be just like sports casting, you know, Krista has a toy, her sister's pulling it, now they're both pulling it, now her sister bites her hand. So it's like play by play and without bringing our stuff into it. Also wanting to intervene in that point, um, 
when you're doing a sensitive observation, you're also able to fill out some triggers. So you talked a little bit about um, your husband wanting to defend your older daughter. Mm -hmm. And so you then feel like you have to defend your younger daughter. And so just being aware of that when you're observing that is like, why is this happening? So I remember I had a 10-month-old son who was eating on his own and then all of a sudden wanted to be fed again. And I was I was feeling so frustrated about that. Like, what's going on? And so observing that and noticing my trigger was able to be like, okay, why is this a trigger for me? I'm like, oh, because I'm starving. <laughs> because I was finally able to eat yeah. at the same time yeah. with him mm-hmm. instead of feeding him. So, uh, hello. Yes, this is developmentally appropriate for a child to take uh, a leap forward in development, like feeding himself, and then to take a leap backwards and, and needing to be fed. So, but my trigger was I'm freaking hungry. <laughs> so, just making sure, checking in, going, okay, I'll have some, you know, almonds while I'm feeding him or whatever it is, but just being able to recognize that. Also, when you're observing, you can find out what's challenging. So, like the triggers that we were sharing about right now. And then also, what do you desire? So, after the observation, what do you desire to happen? Like, well, I really desire for him to eat on his own. Right now, he's not, that's not where he's at. So, I'm going to go back to feeding him and I'll have to just have some almonds. But the desire is that I'm not a raging, you know, hunger Mm -hmm. as I'm feeding him. And so when you find your desire, that's like, that's where you get to work backwards from it Mm -hmm. and having that idea. The next point is basic trust. And again, I talked about that as one of the principles. So basic trust in the idea that they can work things out on their own so that this, this um, aggression that you're seeing from your younger daughter, that it's not like, it's not her label of who she is, you know, and that's who she's going to be in the world. But this is just a stage that she's in Mm -hmm. and that it's not who she is and it doesn't define her and it doesn't have to define her. Often we have our fears and our concerns and we're thinking about when they're 10 and when they're 15 and they're 20 and we're building ourselves all up to, oh my God, this is going to be an issue forever when she's two. Right. (laughs) So, you know, give her that, give her the space to just have that. um, You know, is this appropriate? Yeah. It's not uncommon for two year olds to be you know biting and going through that struggle you know it is a plus that she has language there so you know there's more than um what most two-year-olds are going through that don't have language Mm -hmm. and they want a reaction and they want it quick and they want it powerful and they want it you know as any way that they can there's like a a a two-year-old verse or a toddler verse and it says if i have it it's mine if I played with it earlier, it's mine. If I looked at it, it's mine. So <laughs> developmentally, is this where it, where it is? Yeah, everything. Yes. Yeah, everything yes. is hers. Yeah. So, so it's just even you, mama. That's mm-hmm. my mama. Mm-hmm. So just trust that this is part of it and that we can work with it. Is your expectation too high? Um, I talked mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I talked about my experience of you know when I get angry when I'm having a discipline challenge and I call it when I'm red in the face. There's either there's two things, either my expectation was too high, or my boundaries weren't clear. Mm-hmm. And so is is their expectation too high that your siblings? Um, you know, shouldn't have combat combats, you know, mm-hmm. daily. No, that's not too high of an expectation. You know, is it going to happen once in a while? Yes. You have siblings. So yes, you know that it's no. totally normal. <laughs> as long as she doesn't tie her up and slap her around, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a TV down. i to her face. That's happened. Between us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yes. there's issues there? <laughs> <laughs> I see where it's just coming from. <laughs> yeah. So just, you know, know that your expectation... <laughs> of your girls playing together is not too high, Mm -hmm. you know, for them to figure it out on their own when both of them don't know boundaries yet. Yes, that's too high. Okay. So there is going to be, you know, a teaching, a modeling of that before they're able to have that. And which is what's great. And what Marisa maybe even could see already with her son is that when you're modeling these boundaries, they are, they pick up to them like glue. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Like, how do I, how do I model a boundary? So just like you're touching them gently, oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. then they would start to touch each other gently. Okay. Um, so if you're present and you know you see your, your younger daughter going towards your older daughter, then you can put your hand in the middle and say, I'm, I'm not going to let you do that. Um, mm. you know, and you can see when they get the little twinkle in their eye when they're reaching with their mouth and you can stop her. If, if you are in an action like that, the best place to do is to hold her by the 
bottom of her mouth rather than getting chomped also too. Oh, So okay. you can stop her that way and it would just close her mouth rather than got chomping. It, got it, got it. Um, the hand is yeah. like wonders. It's like your magic wand. For real. <laughs> like... I learned this from Erica. So, like, when, like, we had a problem with him grabbing the stove handles. Mm-hmm. So, when he comes closer, when I know he's coming, I just put my hand there and I say, I'm not offering that. And uh, in the beginning, it was, it kind of gets a little bit like it took a while for him. But, like, now he sees my hand and he just turns around because he's like, oh. <laughs> there goes the boundary. They, yeah, they're like, there goes the hand. I won't be able to move. You're yeah, going to be a ninja. And so, but he says, holding her hand out, I know you can't see us. (laughs) (laughs) So, holding out your hand, like, if you're going to be guarding the ball. Again, you know, my basketball time. (laughs) So, like, you're dribbling the ball and someone's reaching for it. You can put, you know, your hand out. That's kind of like what I'm saying. So, Mm -hmm. put your hand between the girls. Um, If you're setting a boundary for her, you don't want her climbing up high. So, then you put your hand, you know, in front of, you know, in enough respectful space to just go, I'm not offering that. So again, the two points were, is my expectation too high? And am I clear with my boundaries? So are you clear with, I mean, she hears a lot of after the fact, no, stop, don't do that. Does she hear what the boundary is before you leave the space? So I'm going to go cook some dinner. I want to remind you to be gentle with with each other. So it's again, we don't want to tag her as a bully and your older daughter as the victim. I want you both to be gentle with each other. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. That um, makes total sense. What I'm expecting from them. Yes. Because they do understand. Yes. They do. So, yes. Are you clear with your boundary? I gave a little example of um, my nine-year-old who was being watched by a high schooler over summer. And um, and I said, you know, she knew that I didn't offer them to watch TV. And especially when, someone, when I'm paying someone to watch them. What? <laughs> But she called me um, when I was at a conference and said, is it okay if they watch TV? Like, I knew my answer, but I was like, I'd rather them not. And so she took that back to my nine-year-old, and my nine-year-old was, you know, well, she didn't say no. And it, and if she gets mad, I'll take the blame. Because he was right. I didn't have a clear boundary. So when I got back and, you know, heard that they had watched a movie or whatever, I was just like, oh. Like he was right. I oh didn't, my I didn't God. say that. So you have to be ever so think clear about all the time. with your boundaries. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, one of the other points that we touched on was environment. So is your environment supporting you? Mm-hmm. So if their play space is really far and you can't see what's going on, it might not be such a great space for them to be in when you're at a distance or you're wanting to get some work done. So it may be that they bring some of their toys into you know, the dining room table or something where you can be able to see them. Um, mm-hmm. if, if I know that there's conflict after conflict after conflict, so that you can have a little bit more of, of seeing what's going on, um, if that's possible in okay. your home. There's some children, you said your daughter's going through a biting and hitting phase. Well, some children go through a throwing phase. Oh, and, if, and if they have a ton of wooden, you know, toys or heavy mm-hmm. plastic toys with batteries in it, th- that's not a supportive environment when they're going through a throwing phase. It would be, okay, we're going to tuck these away for a little bit. You don't, you know, you can or you cannot, you can share, yes, um, we're putting these away because, you know, they're getting used too rough. Or you can choose to say, I'm just tucking them away until, you know, until I'm ready to bring them out again. <laughs> Think about your env- environment and is it supporting you and what you're wanting and what you're desiring? Is there too much in your environment? There's been a, a lot of studies that have done um, with children who have a lot of toys that it becomes like a, you know, a tossing of things and emptying of baskets and, mm-hmm. you know, toys thrown all over the floor that would be a cue of this is too much the children that have had a lot less like in war torn countries 13 children i heard one dad share and he was in cambodia when he was growing up he said we would have a tire and there'd be 13 of us and we'd all be playing with that one tire and that's what the studies prove that when there's less the play is much deeper than when it's over overstuffed another question in the environment you know how are you the adult being in the environment. So you're part of the environment. Um, the adult presence is part of the environment. So again, if you're coming into a scene raging and upset, you know, that's not really a safe environment to, for her to be able to, yeah, I did it. Yeah, that was me. So how are we being? Are we being present? Are we being conscious? 
you know, are you letting them know I'm going to head out to the kitchen now? I was sitting here with you for a little bit. Now I'm going to go back to the kitchen and finish my work so that they know when you're present and when you're not, when you're conscious and when you're not, because then they'll start to use those times of, hmm, well, she was here and now she's not, so I'm going to get her back here. So I'm going to do something that's going to cause her to come back. That's true, too. You're giving them an audience. <laughs> Look at you. There's so, so much pressure. I feel like a failure right now. No, like I'm not no. doing any of this. <laughs> and, and I think just, okay, yes, we can definitely go there of like, man, you know, I could have done X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. But let me tell you, we are way ahead of the game. If you're even thinking about how you can shift the, you know, the dynamics that are going on between your, your sisters, I mean, your sorry, your daughters, you are ahead of the game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the next point that we talked about at the workshop was confidence. Mm-hmm. So uh, trust in, in oneself. And mm-hmm. we talked about that um, yeah. when I first came in. You know, we want our children to be feeling confident. Um, we don't want them to um, receive power from negative, you know, things like hitting and biting and things like that. We want them to be able to be confident in themselves. So one of the ways that we build confidence and what's a key point in the Rye philosophy also is uninterrupted play. So play that it's just her, not interrupted by adults, that she can really just delve into and create things on her own. Some children, some siblings, and um, some only children always have like a nanny there or an adult there or dad there or grandma or there's like somebody always there and so they need to be checking in look mama look what I did or look or help me do this and so their play is really not interrupted it's actually dependent on an adult to be involved in it so even at a very young age you can have children playing on their own I remember I would wake up in the morning um, with my eight-month-old, and we'd get him into a fresh diaper, fresh clothes, and then I would put him in his play space where it was, you know, it had a little gate to the kitchen door, and then he got to play, and everything was safe. And he'd play there, like, for an hour. I would go into the kitchen. I would, you know, empty the dishwasher. I'd read a book, I'd, you know, for, like, an hour. I was like, yay, this is my sanity time <laughs> um, of just having my, you know, time for myself. And, and then was awake. And he was awake and he was playing and he was like tossing little ping pong balls and chasing them. (laughs) And then he'd come to the gate and I'd know that it's time for breakfast. You know, an hour's gone by. Okay, I'm going to start getting your breakfast ready now. You know, as much as it is, you know, great to have as a parent, woo, they get to play for an hour by themselves. It's also such a benefit to them. Mm -hmm. Um, They build their confidence. They trust figuring out things on their own um, instead of, here, can you fix this? Help me put this, you know, all of that assistance in playing. Another thing is being an active participant in activities. So you shared that you recently let her cook with you mm-hmm. and she was so happy and, you know, showing your husband, look, daddy, look at what I did. That's part of confidence too, that they're contributing. Yeah, I do it a lot with my older and my older kid, uh, but I need to start doing that with her too, more. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> not only an active participant in like the cooking and the house stuff but also you know getting herself dressed you know um taking off her socks putting on her socks on her own you know getting a shirt over her head that all builds confidence and it's funny because we we want to do 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 because it's quicker for us to do it and then you have two three four five six year olds who don't know how to dress themselves and you're getting upset with them of like well it's your turn now you got to do it but they've never been guided right, 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 right. in that way uh, okay, to do so it. my oldest one is on the right track eddie's already making me breakfast <laughs> <laughs> so so having them being an active participant gives them self-confidence too oh you're asking for my participation right. rather than oh here i am Mm-hmm. Just get it done because I want to move on. Another thing is also freedom to explore. So some natural risk taking. So maybe, you know, it could be going on a hike that's a little strenuous, you know, taking that next level of, you know, gosh, can I really do this? Mom thinks I can because we're on this hike. Um, or it could be, you know, taking her to a park where there's a bigger climbing structure and seeing if she goes to it or if she's staying, you know, in the sand area. So challenging her exploration, you know, being able to be in a place like, 
if you go to the aquarium or something like that, that you can follow her rather than, okay, this way, okay, this way, and directing everything. So having that opportunity to explore, you know, with freedom rather than don't touch, it's too hot, don't touch, you know, it's too high, or don't climb, it's too high, or don't, 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 don't. And then it's like, wow, I can't even trust myself because I'm being told that nothing's safe or I can't do this or I can't do that. Right, taking notes. I know. Just right. I know you're I know. also quiet. <laughs> no, no. Quiet. I mean, you just, you just do it because I'm. I'm we're really... quiet because we're just like listening, taking in. <laughs> we're interested. Believe me. Chris is not interrupting. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just wanted to keep going all day long. Tell me how to solve my life. I have like a million questions in my head, but I don't want to interrupt it because I want. I want the, the moms to get. I want, I want the moms to get information. To get the information. Okay, and going back, so focusing now on the adults role, going back to the adults role, what is your relationship like right now with your child, you know? Right. And sitting and thinking that, is that, you know, everything that you desire? Is there, you know, is, are you getting bullied? Are you being the bully? Um, It could be like, she's bullying your older daughter, and then you come in and bully her in the disciplined way. Um, so just taking it like a snapshot picture of, of where you're at with that. And I, I'd recommend that your husband take a look at it too. You know, what's the dynamic between him and the younger daughter? Yeah. And is that something he wants to, well, you know, that's why we said, we 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 want to, that's why we want to have you live with us for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) No, because we we need need her a homeschool garden. (laughs) (laughs) And the next question with the adult role is, what are you modeling? What are you teaching? So again, just like I said, you know, if she's bullying your older and then you're coming in here, coming in the environment and bullying her, then, you know, what are we modeling? Yeah. I'm a bully. <laughs> and, and, I don't, and I know our intention is not that, mm-hmm. but um, I think something that we didn't get modeled, but we didn't experience in, in our generations was that we didn't experience empathy. Yeah. And, and empathy is huge. And she can't have empathy if she's not getting empathy. Um, That's true. Because I've noticed that my oldest now, she's like, Sabina, stop doing that. Like I'm like, oh, my God, she's just repeating what I say. <laughs> <laughs> oldest daughter. I'm like, that's not the way that I wanted it to solve it. But how can, what can I expect if that's the way I was doing it, right? Yeah, if you're modeling that. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> she does. She's like, Sabina, no, deja ahí. i'm like great so so yes so empathy is really um really i want to say special um Mm -hmm. in the rye philosophy too because you know um with the sports casting again we're not going you did this she did that you know in in a negative way because we're coming in with no judgment just an observation it really allows them to kind of we're holding holding the space for them you know, I see that she's upset and it looks like you're wanting that too, is an acknowledgement. We're being seen and heard. And mm-hmm. again, we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. So don't beat yourself up that you didn't have the tools because we didn't get them modeled. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one of the things I learned when I was in my other Rye class about like how Rye is different about sharing, right? We're not like in Rye, kids are not like telling like you have to share. It's more like you allow them to find empathy on their own and then they share automatically, but it comes from a, a genuine place rather than you're being told to what to do. Because mm-hmm. then you're not really teaching empathy. You're just like yeah, taking something away. It's like mm-hmm. if you went to a buffet, like think of your favorite buffet, and Ooh. you went and you got your plate and you served everything that you knew you wanted to eat, and then you went and you sat down, and then somebody said, okay, now you got to get share that with your the person sitting by you. Hell no. <laughs> like Elizabeth did not share and did not learn empathy. No, she didn't. My little sister does not share food. She doesn't. With nobody. Not even with the babies. Not even with the babies. She took food away from my child she once. She was like, why is he taking my food? My we're raspberry. Like, we're like, it's a raspberry. I was He's like, baby. are you serious right now? <laughs> that is like, he was like 12 months. He was. I was like, you're taking food. For, you're not sharing with a 12 month old. You're one raspberry get out of here well i have i have um you know my oldest son's turning 20 this week and then i have my 17 year old and i have the eight-year-old and the the older boys are like he doesn't appreciate what he has (laughs) because they you know they had different times (laughs) 
And it's just, that's how it is sometimes. It's true. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know, raspberry to a 12 month old? Yeah, I was like, you have crossed the line. You have crossed, you took like, you're on a different level of not sharing at this time. Um, but anyway, the last one before we take our last break is yes. consistency. consistency. Yep. So consistency, consistency, consistency. So again, you know, a lot of parents wait to start setting boundaries and all of that. And they then they expect their children to be well-behaved. Um, like the story about the restaurant on the, t- the table. Um, that was and- my child, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and j- so just look at your life. You know, do you have a you know, consistency of when you eat? And when you go to sleep and, you know, and all of that for all of your day, do, do you have that? I mean, I don't. I wish I did. I don't. <laughs> but yet we expect them. We have this high standard of mm-hmm. that. We expect them to have this self-regulation when we don't even have it ourselves. So it's really important to have that consistency. So I, I put at the, you know, consistency, consistency, consistency is, is key to setting any kind of boundary. You can't set it once, like no biting, and then just expect it to magically happen. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to be consistent with. I'm not offering that. Here, you can chew on this toy. I'm not offering for you to chew on your sister. <laughs> or <laughs> your me. your sister's face. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too, when you offer them something else to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or when they throw hard things into your face and it almost hits your eye and you're about to cry in front of Erica <laughs> and you hold it back. <laughs> Not that I've ever been through that situation. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so, you know, starting with empathy, um, being consistent with your boundaries are huge and key. I have a million questions. Like, we still have two more segments to go with Erica. We still have it for a little bit. I think we should hold her ransom here. <laughs> Just be like, oh, Erica, so we have a few questions. And then be like, four hours later, like, I thought the podcast was only an hour long. <laughs> um, let's take a break. We'll be right Although we careful with my sister, we say bye. She might like go down to your car. We're like, I'll be let me walk you and talk to you on my way over there. Um, we're back with our super mama pick or tip for the week. Uh, Paulina, you start. Me, Erica. What's your tip? Do you have a tip or a pick this week? Um, well, it's just after the holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this is a great time to really just go, okay, where is my consistency? Where is my routine? Mm-hmm. Even just with yourself. Yeah. Um, so For real. My kids, they know when I'm not having self-care because <laughs> I'm edgy. And they'll go, I think it's time you go to like the spa or you go hang out with your friends, mama, <laughs> because we need some time without you. <laughs> so, so, so just checking in with yourself. And, you know, right now it's all about what can we do for our families and all of that. But checking in with yourself. I love that. Okay, this Saturday, come to my workshop about resilience. Paulina? <laughs> uh, no, you know what I did? Um, you know, um, a, a couple of uh, months ago when I went to Oaxaca, um, I went to have dinner at my favorite restaurant, which is Origen. Um, and I went into the restroom, and instead of having, uh, like, fresheners, you know, he has, like, he had a lot, a lot of herbs. Oh right in mm-hmm. in, the, in in his bathroom and and I was like oh that's great and, you know anyway uh, last Friday uh, at my kids school they have an edible garden so every time they're like parents take stuff you know so they gave me rosemary they gave me dill and they gave me um, basil mm-hmm. and they gave me a bunch of them and I put it in a in a vase and I put it in my living room. And in my dining room. And now every time you walk in my house, it smells so good. It smells like... Oh, it smells like you're cooking something? It smells like I'm cooking something. It smells like... Fresh. It just smells fresh. It just smells like good. And I've been having a lot of issues lately with... I feel like my end in my house has like bad energy. I've had that in my head for a while. And and I after I put that, I feel like... I feel like it, it's helping a little bit. Um, so I would recommend just putting herbs you know and i just put it in water and i just put it in the middle or some in the bath some there and some in the kitchen and my house my whole house smells like very 
very peaceful. Mm. I really, really like that. And I was like, oh, I should do that more often. So that's my tip. So just nice. grab some, you know, fresh herbs and put them in your house. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And remember how you use, they use basil to do Olympia? Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in Oaxaca? Mm -hmm. and, and Romero, too. Romero's really good. Rosemary. Ro yeah. I didn't know it was basil, but in Oaxaca, when I get Olympia, they put like basil all over your mm -hmm. head and then they rub an egg on you and then they What's it called? spit water in into your back. What? Albaca? Albaca, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandma used to grab the the leaves, put them a little bit of alcohol and put them behind her ear for headaches. Oh, Remember? yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. She used to do that. I do that yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great one. They have to be organic from Oaxaca, though. Let's have to, you have to bring them from Oaxaca. <laughs> no, but, you know, I did Sacred that. Sacred land. <laughs> And it was, it was, it was, it's great. And they're still alive. Even, you know, it's been a while and they're still like, you fresh. know, sometimes if you get in water, they start growing roots mm -hmm. and then that one, then you can plant them. Yeah. I, I so haven't seen that, but um, if you see a root coming out, get it and then put it in the thing. And, and plus, like I was cooking, I was like, oh, I have rosemary and I just grab a little I see through your cooking. Be quiet. You weren't <laughs> cooking. <laughs> when I was cooking the mac and cheese, <laughs> I added some rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick is going to be a movie that my son doesn't watch. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, but uh, a movie that I think it's been like, I was, I was talking with my friends about like movies that we've watched this year and that we love. And I don't know if I've spoken about this movie on, on, on the show, but it's, I think it's one of my top five of this year. Oh, wow. Um, maybe top three. It's called Eddie the Eagle. Oh, yeah. I oh saw my the gosh. previews. Have I you watched that movie, movie I have. I actually <gasps> did. Yes, I do watch TV. My kids watch TV, too. I'm just joking. Um, how great is that movie? Did you cry? I, I don't remember if I cried. You had to cry at the I'm end. I'm sure I cried. I just, I don't know. I think you cried at every movie. Yeah, I, I actually, think I think I, I cried. Everything. I think I cried just when they were being mean to him. I mean, how many I times at the did he? End. I cried many? at the end with the dad. Don't tell the end. I'm not telling the end, but you know, like at the end, like he cried. You, you know, cry. I cry, like I cried, and I probably like um, my husband loves to, like at the end. There's a scene, and my husband loves to put it on for a kid, and uh, every and I watch it. I mean, I've watched the ending. I kid you not, twenty five times, and every time I have to hold back my tears. <laughs> But like of happiness, it's not like ugly because it's, it's not crying because it's sad. It's just like happiness, and I feel so like inspired. I'm like oh, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie the Eagle. I, I I saw the previews. I should watch it. The Eagle has landed. Oh, see, I want to cry even just say that. <laughs> but that's my pick, Eddie uh, the Eagle. I really love that movie because everybody told him he couldn't do it, yeah. and he just was like. I'm just going to do it whether it's you support dream. me or not. Yeah, yep. that was a stream. And I just love it. It's like such a great family movie, you know, to show your kids. Like Zootopia is another one that has such a great, like, message about your following your dreams. No, my kid doesn't. Another movie my kid doesn't watch. <laughs> but, uh, or The Karate Kid. That, that's another movie he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't watch. that either. <laughs> but, you know, and I think it's, it's great, like, about showing just, you know, inspiration and, like, I can do this. Just showing those things because, you know, There's so many movies out there, but so many, like, there are not that many that have great messages that mm -hmm. the whole entire family can watch, so. We went to watch Moana. Eddie the Eagle. How was that? I loved it. Really? It was, was it really good? good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Disney is moving away from the whole, like, you know, charming prince and all that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all about powerful characters. So it's like a powerful girl. And same thing. Like, they told her not to do something. But she was like, but that's what I, that's what's inside of me. I can't help it. That's so beautiful. It's such a, like, different, I think it's called Generation Z, right? The next one? Yes. And how, like, how they're going to grow up. And, like, looking at the media and how everyone's so empowered. Like, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, how women are going to grow up. And, like, boys are going to grow up, you know, like, in 25 years. Like, mm -hmm. what, like, what kind of, you know. What kind of yeah. generation are they yeah, going to yeah. be? Yeah. yeah, you know, my oldest daughter, she's all about, she's all into like, you know, karate and, you know, like, you know, she, you mean she wants karate? Karate. She wants to do like taekwondo. She's like, I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared of the pirates. I want to be a pirate. I want to do that. And I'm like, you can do anything. So I keep telling her that because I hear that you have to tell your kids that all the time. I hear that. You have to I tell hear ourselves that. that. No, no, but you know, like, I was never... I it, hear it was, you have to tell people that their, their dreams should become a reality. I no, hear that's a good thing. No, but, like, you know, when, you know, when we grew up, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I believe in you, you're going to be whatever you want to be, you know? 
And now my kid, I'm like, you can do anything you want, Krista. Whatever. Tell me what you want. You can do it. Yeah. And she's like, really? I was like, anything. Really, mommy? <laughs> anything? <laughs> sounds like a movie. I forgot. What oh, that was Elena. But what I liked about it, too, is the Eddie the Eagle mm-hmm. is, you know, it doesn't say that it's easy. Like, yeah. It, uh-huh. it, yeah. That it doesn't right. come easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, for and, sure. And, I like that, too. Yeah. Oh, Struggle. I love that movie. That's probably one of my favorite ones from last year. I mean, every single person I've shown has has cried, and I like to watch them watch it because I'm like waiting for them. <laughs> I, sh- I think I watched it for the second time in my house over the weekend. I was, she- I was like, my husband and I were like, "You think she's gonna cry again?" I'm like, I don't know. Let's wait. And she's around. She's like, "I'm crying again." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> That's how you decide your friends now <laughs> if they cry. Yeah, during Eagle, you have to. It's like. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for coming, Erica. <laughs> thank you for having thank me. You, thank it was you so a lot much. Of fun. Yes. You're um, not leaving yet. Where can um, the moms like get in contact with you, or how can they bother you with questions? Hire you to come to their house. <laughs> come and come and live with me. Do Why a house she's visit? Come with me. <laughs> then y'all can have her. Uh, the school website is really just a great contact for me. It's mm-hmm. homeschoolgardensite.com. Perfect, and we'll link it on our show, show notes. notes. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on underscore Supermamas on Instagram and Twitter and Supermamas Podcast on Facebook. Also, check out our website. Now we have a new a new section, a blog section. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our events. A lot of events are coming up. All the fun things we have lined up. Supermamaspodcast.com or personal Instagram Instagrams at Bricia Lopez. And my new handle... I am Paulina Lopez. Hi, mirala. <laughs> I was like, why is she plugging my personal Instagram? Oh, that's because she's got a new name and she's proud of it. Now you can actually say Now I can actually like, say my, in my handle. Out, I don't know. I was like, what are you? What? I changed so my shout handle. Out, shout out to Betsy. For, shout out to Betsy and Jennifer for like, you know, we were. I was like, tell me, is this correct? Should I do this change? And they were like, do it. So they inspired me. And also for me. the holidays, if you know a mom or a non-mom, Invite her to the Superwoman Social. Buy her a ticket yeah. for the holiday. That would be a great Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Or you can check out our holiday guide. All right, ladies, we will see you next week. Super Mamas. Super Mamas. Bye.